Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Barb Gerson who will help us discover how to tap into the hidden job market. If you are not looking for jobs on job boards, then you are missing out on some wonderful opportunities. So we are going to find out about how to find those opportunities that are out there just waiting for you to discover. So Barb, it's a real honor to have you on our show. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to everybody listening in. We're here to help you. So thank you, Lorraine. All right. So um, tell me a little bit about your career path. Okay. So um, as, as I reflect back, maybe we'll have some common ground with those listening in. So I'll, I'll try to hit on the big chapters. Um, first of all, as a teenager, early on, I recognized the importance of loving your work. And I remember looking at all the grown-ups, quote-unquote, and they seem so miserable. Uh, I, I recognize that having a passion for what you do is important, and I really have dedicated my life to that. I started out as a teacher by trade. I was a vocational education teacher, so I taught skills such as resume and job interviewing and business related skills. And then in the senior year, I got my students a job and co-op them. Uh, quickly, I was attracted to the business world, and I, uh, my very first company, I built that to a multi-million dollar business, and it was operating a pick-and-pack warehouse distribution center. And, and my husband joined me in the business. The way I grew that business was building the sales team, and that was really basically by training and coaching and developing leaders. Uh, I went on then to have a decade in senior management corporate positions. So um, teacher, entrepreneur, uh, working corporate. Uh, To put a scope out there for those listening in, which I think gives a broad range of experience, uh, I was responsible for up to $40 million in revenue and led up to 500 leaders and 20,000 consultants across North America. Now, uh, pertinent to our conversation today, Lorraine, several of those positions corporately required a relocation, a family relocation, and uh, I can I can empathize. It was it was a lot to navigate the corporate role and the family re- needs. Then in two thousand eight, um, I, I was I'm almost up to present here. I was working a corporate position and I was laid off. And I was devastated at first. It was really a hard, uh, a hard, I guess, pill to swallow, if you want to say, use a metaphor. I was developing market entry plans, testing a new channel of distribution. And after I got over the initial shock, I developed a motto, laid off and loving it. And it was then that I went for career count, uh, coaching and I did my own career analysis and thought a lot for about six months about what do I really love to do? What gives me that passion? And it was then that uh, my current company, Beyond Sales Tactics, was born. And we help companies, teams, and entrepreneurs and focus on 
gaining confidence, getting into action and growing. So I'm hoping we do that for our listeners today. And I, I want to thank you for sharing. Sometimes people aren't comfortable talking about being laid off, but I love it, laid off and loving it. And so you had to, you know, deal with all the issues of, of what's next. And I think for a lot of our listeners, that has either happened or they think it is going to happen. And that is where we come to our discussion about the hidden job market. So, Barb, tell us a little bit about your interest in the hidden job market. Well, when I talk about the hidden job market, it's really leveraging uh, finely tuned networking skills and building those relationships and connecting. And over time, that was really um, a means when I worked that decade in corporate America that, uh, that several positions opened up through the hidden job market versus what was posted. Um, then the pandemic hit to bring it to today. And I know pre-pandemic, um, every position or most positions that were posted online would get about 250 resumes or, or inquiries submitted for that position. And I, I, I kept hearing how my clients in the career coaching were getting responses of, sorry, this has been filled already when they just applied or else more often than not, the big black hole and no response at all. And it was so frustrating. So it was then that I really started to think about and help them focus even greater attention on that hidden job market. Um, I remember the first time I heard the term hidden job market and I thought, why would people hide jobs? You know, my first thought was, gee, an employer would, you know, post everywhere possible to get as many applicants. And then I began to learn about the hidden job market. So maybe tell our listeners a little bit about why employers keep their jobs, we'll, we'll just call them hidden, or at least off job boards. Yeah, it's a provocative uh, term, isn't it? The hidden job market, you know, really, we mean the jobs that uh, are not advertised. So employers might not post for a number of reasons. Um, one today could be as soon as they post, they get bombarded because we're in a job market where there's a lot of seekers, right? So it's a tight job market. Or um, in one case, uh, I would a, com a company I was working with, they wanted to be stealth about their new business channel. They didn't want their competitors to know. So posting for a new channel of distribution would be a dead giveaway. Uh, maybe they're attempting to fill internally first. Current employees, think about it. They know what's needed. They may find this as a means to offer their current employees a bonus, and it helps them to attract the people that they want to work with. And in other cases, it's a money saving. They don't want to, they're saving on advertising costs or recruiter costs. So for that, the hidden job market is often a, where com some companies will go first. So, and just to reinforce it, exactly what you're saying is that Though intuitively we think, oh, a company's going to want to find everybody that is eligible or the very best in the entire world. Really what they're looking for is somebody that's qualified to do the job um, and do it the most efficient and cost-effective way. That, uh, that, I, I completely agree with the, what you said there. Yeah, yeah. the most qualified. So uh, 
What do you think um, the ratio between advertised jobs and unadvertised jobs are? I mean, I think that the advertised jobs are about 20%. So I like to use the analogy of an iceberg. That's the very tip above the surface of what you see. And then underneath, there's about 70 to 80% that, again, is, is not visible, yet it's available. And just to repeat, that's a shocking number that 80% of the jobs are not advertised. So that, is, you know, when people are, are planning their job search strategy, probably want to think about, gee, 80% of the time, at least I should be, you know, d trying to find those jobs in the, the hidden job market. Do you think with the pandemic, that number is going to go up? Do you think employers are going to um, just use internal recruiting more than job boards? I do. I if if the job seekers were growing on an apple tree in the backyard, it would be plentiful because there's many. Um, there, there. We all. It's not a secret. Certain industries are seeing a downturn. Um, it might be the entertainment or or the, um, you know, hotel or or airlines that are seeing a downturn right now because of the pandemic. And that has given an opportunity for a lot of job seekers that have been laid off to be flooding the market. So they're plentiful. So employers don't have to look as hard as if it was a, a job market where there was, you know, not so many candidates, they would have to try harder. So I think they'll go for the low hanging fruit. What do you think, Lorraine? I think that you're exactly right. And I think if we look back at the other times when there's been um, recessions, the hidden job market has grown rather than shrunk. I think um, that when the unemployment rate is very, very low, then that is that way we think, oh, employers are going to go out and advertise all over to um, attract employees. But when the unemployment rates are high, I think that they don't want to be bombarded with thousands of applications and they do... Um, want to get internal referrals. So we've talked a lot about the, the, the hidden job market and hopefully all our listeners are going, oh yeah, I understand this. 80% of the jobs are out there. So Barb, how are we going to find those jobs? Well, um, first of all, we're going to make sure that we make connections with people and put the word out. And there's a number of ways you can do it. So you can, you know, pick your uh, pick your most preferable. I like to personalize and customize those recommendations to the personality. So one is think of the recruiters you know. Recruiters and hiring managers are looking for a specific position. However, keeping a good relationship with them may keep you top of mind. Uh, being active on social media is a great way to establish your presence. LinkedIn is the place to be for social media in a professional world. So start to develop how you show up it, uh, and see if you can get seen as a thought leader and then leverage social media as a way to network creatively. Use different job sites, subscribe to news alerts to hear what's happening once you, and I always recommend my clients to get a, a hidden job market, a target list, companies that they want to go after instead of just who is coming after them. So if you are looking to get hired by, I don't know, Google or IBM or 
you pick you pick the company set up a Google alert and stay on top of what's happening in that company and that way as you network perhaps through LinkedIn and find others that work at a company that's on your hidden job market target list, then you will have current themes in the news of what's happening in that company to speak to them about. What do you think of that? I think they're great ideas. And what I want to do is kind of put you on the spot and because you are an expert in, in this area and I want to dig a little deeper for our listeners who might be going, oh, great ideas, but how do I do it? Um, let's start off with the connecting with a recruiter or an HR manager. Um, what's your strategy? I mean, you can go to LinkedIn and search by recruiters. You'll get a list there. You can go to Google and search by association of recruiters and you'll have an opportunity there. Of course, you can work with, um, uh, a career coach, or even in companies, let's say you know somebody that works at a company that uses a recruiter, you might even ask for some recommendations for informational purposes or networking. Now, they may not want to spend a lot of time with you because they're super focused looking to fill that pigeonhole that they're trying to fill. However, um, those might be the, you know, if you can follow them, and see what topics they're speaking about or posting about, that will be one good way to connect. And remember, recruiters like a big database in the area that they fulfill. So making those connections, um, that would be another great way. Now, not for somebody who's currently employed, but if someone is in the process of getting laid off, how about working with their HR team to start to get those introductions? Yeah, leverage, leverage. Usually when a company lays off an employee, they are looking to help in any way possible. They want to lessen the pain that you might be experiencing um, interruption in career. So leverage, surely, before you leave that current company, make sure your LinkedIn connections are connect, are, are, you're connected because that way you stay in touch with people from everywhere you stamped your passport. Those would be past places. Uh, see who you might want to ask for a recommendation. That's boosting your LinkedIn. And connecting in a way, even endorsing them, because everyone that goes to their LinkedIn profile is going to see an endorsement from you. So give and get. And I, I just want to go back a little bit about contacting HR. You, you mentioned it, um, but I just want to repeat it, that go back to all of the companies that you may have worked for and reach out to those, those folks, um, those people in HR. If you worked with the recruiter at one time, it's, it's, I think if you're going through a layoff, sometimes you feel very awkward about talking about that, but you're missing a great opportunity to... Um, to develop that, that base of, of referrals. Any other thoughts about, I'm, I'm gonna really pick your brain about LinkedIn, but any other thoughts about the people to people um, networking and connecting with folks? Anybody else? Well, you know, alumni associations, uh, we always say go back there. And I, you know, I'm still lingering on what you just said about when someone's laid off, there's, they're often, it's normal to, to, to have some pain around that. Or in my case, I can think back, I felt embarrassed. It didn't fit my um, profile of how I saw what would happen. That certainly was not in my career trajectory. 
when I thought, when I looked ahead and, and was strategically planning where I wanted to go. So the career coaching that I had and certain groups on, you know, there's online support, listening to uh, your show, Career Central, these, these are all ways to keep, uh, I call it, keep pepping ourselves up, you know, not to dwell in what happened acknowledge those field feelings we don't want to stuff them in they'll come out sideways hold them lightly and then uh, look for how we can get past that and I, I really want to reinforce um, and we'll after the break we're going to talk more about it but that feeling of I'm not worthy will limit you reaching out to people who would be delighted to help you and I think that's I think that's probably one of the important things to remember is people really do want to help you in your job search for lots of reasons. It can be the very practical reason that if the employer pays a referral fee, there's a, you know, a monetary bonus, but a lot of times people just like to help other people and get that good feeling. As I just mentioned, um, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk a lot about LinkedIn because it's extra special. Barbara is also an expert in LinkedIn, so we're going to sort of double dip LinkedIn and how to use that to find the, the hidden job market. So quick break and hang in there. And when we get back, we'll just keep talking to Barb. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book. Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. 
Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking to um, Barb about the hidden job market, and I promised that as soon as we got back, we were going to tap into her other area of expertise. She has many areas, but another one of her areas of expertise, and that is using LinkedIn as part of your job search. So why don't we just start with the, the basics, Barbara? What should the LinkedIn profile look like when you're before you start to connect with people? Because as soon as you start to connect, they're going to look at your LinkedIn. So what should people find? Well, when they go to your LinkedIn, you want to start with a complete profile. And LinkedIn actually has a strength meter that will take you through from beginner all the way. It's five steps all the way to all-star. And I'm one who likes to collect badges. So when I saw that I could work through that strength meter and get all the way to all-star, and then you get a nice little badge that goes near your profile, it the meter disappears and you have that distinction. So things that you will want to think about is a headline that rocks. You wanna make sure that you are not just saying, it, for example, if you're a sales rep, don't just say you're a sales rep or account manager. Don't be generic. You want to add, this is the time to take off your humble hat and put a descriptor that will help identify you as a high performer in the area that you're looking to, to work in. Uh, you want to, right below your headline, you want to make sure that you have a summary. That's the about section. I liken that to your billboard that as people are driving by the highway, what do you want them to notice about you? And it'll, it's about three to five short paragraphs that talk about the skills and make sure you include things like that your values are reflected, your, your passion for what you do. And I don't mean passion being loud and obnoxious. I mean, an inner fire in your belly that radiates outward. So people want are curious and they want to know more. Uh, I can go on and on. I'll give one more on LinkedIn and then pass it back to you for curiosity here, Lorraine. Um, with LinkedIn, when you it asks to list your education, you can be ageless by in the category where it asks your year, if you select year at the year you started and the year you ended, you don't need to put the year that you that you earned your degree. You can be ageless and evergreen. <laughs> Before we um, move off, though, the, the profile, give us your opinion on the picture. Well, picture. I, 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 I cannot emphasize enough how important the profile picture is. Uh, for me, to be honest with you, I don't know how you feel about this, Lorraine, but I would not accept an invitation from someone who reaches out to me on LinkedIn that doesn't have their picture. Somehow, if I can see a picture and then, you know, look through what's listed, it gives me a higher trust factor immediately. And this is how people view the profile picture. So I think it's critical. It's important that it's professional and in line with the type of position you're seeking and also uh, professional relative to your industry. What do you think about the picture? I think that the picture, and, and um, Barb shared that meter with me that she's sharing, and it really makes a difference, uh, your score. Um, but I think people relate to other people. And right now, especially in a pandemic, when you know we are just relating to pictures and, and Zoom, that picture is really, really important. And just to, emph to emphasize what you said, looking professional, 
and just you. It's not a picture of you and your best friend or you and your dog or, or something like that, because it's the picture of what you will be like when you show up for the first day at work. So yeah, I, I think that's great. Point. So now you've got the great um, LinkedIn profile and I can't emphasize enough, make sure it looks good so that when people come to to visit, they stay. Um, let's talk a little bit about recommendations. You just mentioned that a little bit before the break and those are really important. So how can we encourage people to get recommendations on their LinkedIn? Well, a good way to get recommendations is to give them there's something about a reciprocal fact, um, factor, not that it's all, you don't want to create an uh, obligatory situation. I, it's really important to me that recommendations are authentic. Uh, for example, if someone's listening today and they want to give us both a good recommendation, we'd take it, right? And, then, and as we got to know their skills, we may be willing to give some back. So give and get, that's a great way to do it. LinkedIn has a place where you can ask uh, people in your network for a recommendation and make it easy on them. People are so busy today. So if you're asking for a recommendation, I would suggest that you say, would you give me a recommendation? And then maybe jar their memory. You've seen or heard me in this setting, this setting, or demonstrate this skill, that skill, or the other skill. And if you would be willing to speak to it, and then why? Um, in my case, it might be so others that are looking to hire uh, me as a coach or a speaker or a trainer would get to see see or hear your experience. If you're looking for, say, your web designer, it's uh, if you could speak to what the web design that I created for you did for your business, it would help others who are considering to hire me. They would value your authentic view. So put a few words in that help the person and make it easy for them to know to remember how they the connection or what you brought to the table and what you're working to hear from them that might be valuable. And I don't know about your experience, but what I find is if you have a really um, well-built profile, LinkedIn will figure the type of job that you're looking for and start to send you appropriate um, job leads, which is, you know, helps with the job search. But one of the other things you said, and we talked a little bit during the break, is to have a list of 40 companies that you identify and I think for so many job seekers, they do just wait and, and see a job, come across a job board or something, and then they immediately react. Whereas I think your philosophy is to take control. What is that? Why don't you play, give us a little information about that whole concept of identifying employ, employers and, and how you use that list. Well, I like to be in the driver's seat when I can. And I can be in the passenger seat, don't get me wrong, I'll take a job from a job posting and apply for it, and I recommend my clients do that. However, divide your time. And when, when I say take the driver's seat, think about this is your chance. And, and I don't want to sound cliche by saying whatever happens to you can be an opportunity, don't waste it. So, so now that you're in a position of seeking, really spend that time and effort and say, what do you want your work life to, to be like? What's the environment? Uh, what skills would you like to be using? And what parts of your previous last job would you like to leave behind? You've done it, but that's not what, where you want to spend your time. And then think about what companies you admire, what brands. Is that a large company that, that is a you know fortune 50 or fortune 100 or is it an entrepreneurial environment where you can be doing a little bit of everything now's your chance to really create your wish list 
first and then identify the companies that fit that wish list. And then as you start to do this, my clients tell me that they start feeling like they are in the driver's seat. They may or may not, I don't want to set up false hopes, they may or may not get into the company that they, is on their wish list right away. Maybe it's two, three steps away after they build a little bit more experience. I'm working with someone who is a graphic designer that wants to do more web development and UX. And um, the, experience, the most ex recent experience this client has is in marketing. So for our brainstorming as her coach was, what can you do that will get you some recent experience leveraging those skills that you have not quite been able to use in this current job. So she may be a job or two away from it as she builds towards that. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. Um, talk a little bit about getting to know these companies. And, and we talked a little bit during the break about, I call it my hit list. Um, and sometimes they companies stay on and sometimes they got dropped off, but we started this conversation about the fact that everybody should have a job they love. And I think knowing a lot about a company lets you know whether or not you're a good fit. So how do you advise your clients to find out about companies and, and be in a position that when you have a conversation with the company that you really know what's going on? Well, let's, uh, so to find out if the companies that you think are on your hit list or your target list, um, deserve to be there and you really want to spend the time and effort pursuing, uh, certainly uh, research their website, see how they present themselves, set up a Google alert and see what happens to them in the news. Go to Glassdoor, see how they're treating their employees. Glassdoor.com is a resource where employees post about their experiences working for companies. And then uh, the prize one is go back to LinkedIn search for people who work at that company and see if you could set up informational interviews. And, you know, I just, I just read a statistic where it takes about 12 informational interviews on the average to get a job offer. And even if that's 24 informational interviews because we're in the pandemic time or a tight job market, it's still is a much higher average than what it takes. I think it would be one to 200, um, one to 200 uh, one to 200 interviews from a job posting before you would get a job offer. So see how much quicker you can do it through informational interviews. So let's talk a little bit about informational interviewing because that might be an, another new concept or mm -hmm a barrier for our listeners thinking, oh my goodness, who wants to talk to me? So um, you, you have a company, just company X, um, you want to get to know more about them. What would be your process for trying to get a, an informational interview with them? Yeah, good question. So, you know, first of all, like I said, I would do the research about the company so that you're coming from a vantage point that you can formulate your curious curious questions. And then I would go to LinkedIn, find who works there and send a simple message. Like I'd like to learn more about your company. I see you have, uh, you, you also work in marketing. I'd love to know from your perspective, just about 15 minutes, if we could chat about what it's like for you or if you have any tips. Uh, so then you, you send that out. 
some people will ignore you and that's part of the process and some people will respond and then uh, do keep the information to keep track of the time when you get someone if you can move it to the telephone or a zoom call excellent you might want to ask uh, both about the technical skills that are actually used in that position what are some of the challenges you face in the job what do you love about it how would you describe the culture uh, what tips would you have for someone like myself who wanted to uh, be kept top of mind if something becomes available and if the rapport goes well and it may not happen on the very first call it may be can i check back with you and keep you updated on how i'm doing and check in and see what projects you're working on at some point when you feel there's chemistry you may ask would you be willing to march my resume into hr and let them know that we have a connection just to keep it um, if something comes up and i actually have recently had a client who got a position by that very method. And I want to reinforce what you said is you build a rapport, you ask questions about them. You're not really getting on the phone and talking all about yourself. And the first words out of your mouth are, you know, I need a job. Do you have one for me? And I, so I really like the way you gave us some specifics, you know, asking asking for tips. And then when you feel that you've built up the confidence, ask if they will, will take the, the resume. I love that. Will you take my resume down the hall to HR? You started, um, you, well, thank you. You, sh you shared a story of a client and I would like to dig a little deeper because getting into the hidden job market requires networking. It requires face-to-face. -face. And I think a lot of people just really like relating to job boards. It's an algorithm. They're not going to get any feedback. They don't have to come up with any conversational points. So how do you, either by sharing stories or what's your strategy for encouraging people to just jump right into the hidden job market? You know, I'm reacting to, as you said, jump right in because I put myself in the place of someone who may be feeling reluctant. So I always say the way to overcome reluctance is tiny steps to decrease the power that, you know, that you're feeling or the resistance you're feeling. Uh, and, you know, we're, yes, more of this needs to happen online these days. So since the pandemic, I myself had to spend more time online to keep up my networking, even though I, I you know, I am working, I have a business to offer, I still practice that whether you're working or not working is the time to always be building your network. And when I don't need it, I'm showing up to say, who can I help? And um, building that uh, capital, that goodwill, so that when the day comes, if there is something I need, hopefully somebody would be willing to respond. And again, it's not tit for tat. Some of it is just putting it out there to the universe. And um, so I would, I would suggest tiny steps. I also would suggest practice when it does not count. For example, you know, you may not be going as many places that are officially networking. However, at the grocery store, take a little courage and talk to the person six feet behind you. <laughs> and, um, you know, just ask, you know, ask a question such as, um, you know, gosh, you're out in the daytime too. What do you do with your time? So, or 
you know, gosh, we're, we're grocery shopping after hours or, um, you know, you're at the bank. So you're looking for conversation starters that make this easier for you to talk to people that you feel less comfortable with. And that way you minimize avoiding it and start gaining your confidence with it. I love that idea. Um, if you're out during the pandemic or even if um, you're on a Zoom call with somebody that, you know, isn't part of your target um, company list or something, you start to practice building up that rapport. And I love the fact that you, uh, you know, just ask a question, something fairly neutral. Gee, we're both in line at the grocery store. You know, we're both out during the day. We're both out um, in the evening and, and start that conversation. So I'm going to put you on this spot. Well, so you've been doing that. I'm feeling a little heat under my seat. <laughs> well, you know, well, that's what happens when you get invited to career. Center. I'm glad you feel quite comfortable with me. Lorraine. Go ahead. So um, you, you do that. We're both out, um, you know, here. What, what, what is kind of the next thing that you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I work nights at, you know, a local company or something like that. What's the next follow up so that you can actually turn that into a network? I mean, you're practicing, but let's practice turning it into um, either an information gathering or a, a future contact. Okay, so information gathering, you have just shared, you know, where you work. And I say, that's so interesting. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your career path, what led you there, and um, even a little bit about the company. Would you be willing to exchange information and have a quick phone call uh, to, to share a little bit more? So, again, building the network or even um, if you get to ask them, you know, what fascinating projects are you working on? You might say, oh, I have a resource that could potentially help you. If you're willing to give me your email, I'll send you a link. And then again, I always say, come on slow, let it grow. But if this is how you're starting to show up in life as open and curious and receptive uh, and willing to help other people, doors do open up for you. And I want to just um, emphasize the fact that in that conversation, you may be able to provide information for the person that you connected with so that you, you, it is um, an exchange of information and you do feel like you're, you know, you're contributing something to the conversation. Cause I think a lot of times people in job search feel like they're always asking, 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 and they don't feel comfortable about that. We have to take another quick break, um, but we'll be right back and we're just going to put um, Barb on the hot seat one more time and even get more information from her on how to find a job in that hidden job market. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. 
Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview2work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. We've been talking to Barb about the hidden job market. And during the break, she agreed to share some real life stories of clients she's worked with. I always feel if we have real life stories, we go, oh, yes, I can identify with that. I can do that. So, um, Barb, I'm just going to let you share some stories of your clients that have used this method and been successful in their job search. Okay, excellent. And and uh, the point that I want to lead into this with Lorraine is something you alluded to and I wanted to underscore and that is I think part of the pain that comes with oh I was just laid off what do I do now is that it's easy to feel very needy. And when you're in a hidden job search and you can get in the mindset of I want to give and I get, I want to learn and these these may be um, relationship building and you're not jumping in right away with I need a job, it changes that dynamic and puts you at a more even level. So I could think of one or two stories where the hidden job market worked. Um, I have I, I, a, a, a career coaching client was looking for a job and had identified a company that a very big company that she wanted to work with and a a previous client of mine works at that company now. And I was able to contact, as a career coach, I was able to contact on the behalf of my client and say, would you at least be willing to look at my resume? That's what we're hoping through that uh, hidden job market, once you've decided what you want, what you have to bring to the table, where you want to work, is there anyone you know that will march your resume in and say, will you just look at it? So in this case, as, as the career coach, I was able to go to the, the senior VP and, let the, and present the resume. 
and the information that I got back is the job will, that will open up that will match this resume will become available on this date. We always say that the first nine days that a job is posted is critical because that's often the time it takes for them to select who they're going to go with their first round of interviews. So I was able to go back to my client with permission and say, uh, you want to make sure on this date to fill in on the, po on the online posting. So again, that was a combination of online posting and hidden job market and was leveraging a relationship behind the scenes that was perfectly legitimate. So um, I think that you were sharing too, we talked about the, the target list that you have clients that, you know, discover that they really don't want to work for a company. And so that kind of helps streamline their, their job search too. Yeah. So th yes, thank you. We create that target list of 10, 20, 30, 40 companies aim high and build it, keep building. And it's, it's a rotating list. You put some companies on, you research, and then as you gain more information, do they stay or do they go? And in this case, a, a career coaching client of mine had created the list and did the LinkedIn, the informational interview. And during the informational interview to find out what it's really like to work at this company, he identified that in that company, his skills would be pigeonholed and niched instead of work using a broad range of skills. And one of the things he realized is that he loves playing in different sandboxes. One day his skills may be interacting with sales and then finance and then marketing. And so I don't think he was quite ready to completely take them off, but it caused him to become closer to what does he really want to go after. So again, that was the value of the information interview, leveraging the hidden job market and gaining information that helps this to become a, you know, a better choice, more informed. And I, what I really like about your pro approach, and you said it, you're in the driver's seat. You're not yes. just replying to a job lead and then you get an interview and you have no idea what you're getting into. And I don't think there's anything worse than working really hard to get a job and then find out the second week that you're there that this is not a good match. And so that I think is one of the advantages of this whole approach on the hidden job market. When you're, you're in the driver's seat, you're looking for opportunities. You learn a lot along, along the way and you can decide which way. Um, do you have any other tips for our listeners in terms of hidden job market, this whole, whole process? Well, I, I would say to, um, I guess, job search and career navigation, like, like I like to call it in general, is constant uh, persistence. It does take persistence without being annoying. Mm -hmm. So polite persistence, you, you want to end your conversations with gaining agreement on what the next step is and being re are, is the other person receptive to a next step. That could be at an informational interview. It could be for the person you meet at the bank or the grocery store. All the way, it's gaining that willing acceptance to build the rapport, to build the relationship. And then I would say whether you're in the job search or not in the job search to make sure you're uh, putting a portion of your time to continue building your network. When, and especially when you don't need it and when you do need it to do it in a way that you 
can have certain amount of your time where you're not feeling needy. You're putting that need aside and truly just exploring. I think that is so um, such an important point is to build that network. We talked a little bit about the break where you can be working really hard in your job and then suddenly you get called into HR. Right now you get zoomed into HR and it's, oh, gee, we have to lay you off. And it's like, you look up and you go, what am I going to do now? Whereas if you have a well-established network, you immediately know the next step, which is what Bob, Barb has been talking about, connecting with people, sharing what's like that. Um, we always ask our guests to give our listeners a five-second challenge, something that they can do immediately after the show that will get them focused on, and in this case, how they're going to be um, able to dive into the hidden job market. So what are you challenging them to do? I'm challenging all of you listeners to, you know, the pandemic can be isolating. So now's the time to de-isolate and set aside time this week and a schedule that you will continue each week specifically for networking where you can be casual, you can let go of the outcome, and you can just practice reaching out and making a connection and building rapport. And I did want to say this can happen on Zoom as well. So, you know, if you're on a Zoom call, you can send a chat message one-on-one -on -one to someone who's commenting about something of interest that you want to learn more and ask if you can exchange contact, exchange email, just one-to-one -to, -one to that person. So you can Zoom network as much as live and in person. And, and I think right now during the pandemic, people are enjoying Zoom networking because they actually get to see a, another person that's outside of their, what could be a very limited sphere of folks that they're hanging out with. So Barb, can you tell us a little bit about your, your business and how people can connect with you and compliment you on your presentation today? or recommend on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, again, my name is Barb Gerson. And I, if you go to my LinkedIn you'll, and you play the little um, uh, audio sound, you'll hear it rhymes with special person. That's an audio where you can tell people how to pronounce your name. My company is Beyond Sales Tactics. So I'm CEO and president and founder of that company. We are a professional skill development company. And myself and my team, we help companies, teams, and entrepreneurs gain confidence, get into action and grow. I think I mentioned that at the beginning. So I'll book in with, bookend with that. And we, and we do that by designing custom coaching, training, uh, programs to help people develop. And the areas that are of focus are leadership, executive, career, business, and sales. The common thread that runs through all those is really good communication. And uh, I would love to help anyone who, you know, heard a spark reach their next level of greatness by um, complimentary consultation. You can reach me at Beyond Sales Tactics or uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and that would be the LinkedIn uh, address with my name, Barb, G-I-R-S-O-N, at the end of the LinkedIn address. So that's my personalized link. I can um, 
add testament to uh, Barb's fantastic skills. I've taken two classes from her, one on the hidden job market, which is how we connected for this podcast, and then later one on LinkedIn. So she does some amazing presentations. So uh, as somebody who has watched you and learned a lot from you, I highly recommend people connect with you. Thank you. So I want to thank you for being um, on the show today. It's been wonderful. Um, for those of you that are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advancing advice to you every week. Your feedback will help us achieve that goal. As I shared with you last week, you're, you have put us in the top 10% of all podcasts. So November 16th, our show will be a Lister Appreciation Podcast. The topic and guest for this show will be selected from listener requests. If you have a topic or guest you would like us to feature on the show, send your suggestions to careercentralhost at gmail.com. So send your ideas again to careercentralhost at gmail.com. As soon as possible, we will be accepting suggestions until October 30th. Next week, our guest will be Thea Kelly, an expert on interviewing. If you start following Barb's advice, it won't be long before you will be interviewing. So don't miss out on an opportunity to know how to prepare for those interviews that you will get as a result of tapping into the hidden job market. So a quick reminder that our five second challenge is to set time apart to regularly build that network so that if you're currently employed, it's there waiting for you. And if you're currently dealing with a job search, this is the best time to develop that network so you can tap into that hidden job market. So until our next show, this is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Mm-hmm.